Rumblers, the Barrel Crew 240. Uh, I think we finally have something to talk about now, guys, right? A couple I mean, of things. We yeah. probably have had things to talk, talk about, but now we like this. It's compelling. <laughs> so as you can hear, I'm joined by a couple of people by the magic of internet. the internet. I have with me, as normally right now, Matt Owens. Hello, Matt here. <laughs> and Taylor Sorrels is also joining us tonight. Que pasa, mis amigos? So, you guys want to dive right into all the exciting news of, of, of this week, or where do you want to start, I guess? At the beginning? Yeah, but there's a lot. I think the last time any of us recorded anything, we didn't have, we didn't know, we hadn't talked about the whole ticket issue and the honorary membership and all that. We didn't know we were going to even be playing games, necessarily. We didn't know we were going to be playing Pittsburgh on national TV. We didn't know anything about uh, racing. Well, we, we knew the name, probably. That leaked out a long time ago. Racing Louisville. Uh, but we didn't know anything about the, the branding. They did a great job keeping that under wraps, for, I, I thought, until the yeah. day that it leaked. Yeah. But they were, I think that was kind of planned, maybe, sort of. I don't know. Um, so uh, and and then we didn't we didn't know that you know they were going to be playing games in stadiums with fans. So yeah, there's I'd say a lot has happened since the last time we talked. <laughs> well, why don't we start with racing Louisville? I think that's a pretty good place to start. I, I like that. That's a good foot. So what do you guys well, think? I must compliment you on your excellent choice of attire. Uh, yours as well, Matt. I really like yours. Thank you, <laughs> Taylor. What's up? Well, yeah, wearing the where's your shirt? Racing Louisville shirt. I thought about it. I, I I'm sure that I've got. I, I, yeah. I, at some point, I'm going to buy a bunch of it. I, I actually at the store yesterday and just couldn't bring myself to do it. But yeah. it looks good. It looks good. I'm excited about what they're going to do with kits and stuff. I mean, they they've got a great thing to work with. I I think that I wrote uh, something on LouisvilleCruise.com the other day. Uh, when all this stuff broke, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's an absolute home run, and people that don't get the name, I don't think get. I just don't. I you know I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, if you're entitled to your opinion, but I think it fits perfectly, and I think that the the explanation of the brand branding that Wolf did in his video is fabulous. Uh, it all made perfect sense to me, and you know, some of us were in those conversations with him when he came to town months ago. And I feel like everything that was said in that room, literally, he put into this thing, uh, and or at least the ideas were translated into into the into the badge. And I think it's awesome. Um, one thing I will say is it looks eerily similar. And I, he never saw this, and he wouldn't know, and I wouldn't have said it to him. Something that I drew before Louisville City even got started, because this is what I wanted Louisville City's name to be. Really? However many years ago it was, seven years ago, I was like, "This is what I think it should be." Wayne and Wayne being Wayne said, "No, it's going to be this," and so that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, he heard you know, that. I think uh, we had this conversation seven years ago, not the, like a few months away from now. Uh, but I'm glad. I think you know. I think that, I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. I'm excited about it. I think Matthew Wolf did a great job, and the explanation was just amazing. Like the video they did, I love the colors. Um, I really love the lavender with the mint green. I think it looks really, really nice, and just mm -hmm. all the elements included. I don't know. He did a great job. I'm excited to see what the new Louisville City logo is going to look like, or Crest is going to look like. Yeah, if, if it's anything like this, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. I think that some I people will so. still be disappointed because they really love that second Crest, right? The current one? I love it. I really do. But isn't it, it's the second Crest, correct, right? Wasn't there a Crest yes. before that? We don't like, talk about that one. Yeah, you're right, Glenn. <laughs> you're right, Glenn. It is the second Crest. 
I forget. I, I always try. I've, I've done so. I put so much therapy into to forget about the first one. <laughs> Sorry about that, Taylor. Maybe not the third one. I kind of, I didn't mind the third one, but <laughs> totally forgot about the clip art one that we did. That was the first one. I mean, a second division soccer team is a big thing to put together out of nothing. So, especially, I think y'all did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what are you gonna do? So, who do you want to see on the team? Is there any anybody playing right now in the NWSL you want to see? Rose Lavelle. Yeah. You know the national team? All of them, just all. (laughs) There's a rumor that James is trying to talk to all of them and try to get as many as he can. That he doesn't care that there's a rumor. So. I'm certainly, uh, I, I, you know, eventually I'm going to have to dig into the rule book and figure out how all that stuff works. Uh, thankfully, it's not quite as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, I, there's a word I, ca- I can't think of, it's escaping me right now. Babylonian is, is what I'm thinking of. That's not right. Byzantine. Anyway, you're thinking of Byzantine. That's the word. There you go, Byzantine. It's not as Byzantine as the MLS rule book. Scam, uh-huh. uh, game. Thank you, Scam. Oh, it's, it's a lot. So, oh, you know, and there are people that can that can converse in that, and I just go blank every time I hear it. And this is like my job to listen to stuff like similar to that, and I just can't do it. So uh, I guess I'm gonna have to learn it for a different league because it happens to be in our backyard, and I'm I'm, I'm excited to do it. So, yep. yeah, I mean, we are gonna have the best women's soccer players in the world playing here in Louisville regularly. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think they leaked uh, a seating chart for that i don't know if they meant to do it but in some email they sent out a couple days like yesterday i guess yesterday being wednesday uh that i don't know if that was meant to be there or not but it had like ticket prices which i think are a little bit different than what they are for little city games which i suppose to be expected um but i don't know how many games are going to be in a season and i guess that kind of has to do has something to do with why the prices are what they are and there's nothing official about it so i'm probably just projecting but um you know reasonable in any in any event i think they're 12 game right 12 home 12 away 24 games that sounds right assuming (laughs) that you know assuming things get back to some somewhere approaching normal we'll have a vaccine by the beginning of 2021 we'll be good to go sure sure (laughs) i hope you i hope you're right it's so yeah you're looking at if i mean you figure an open cup and everything we're looking 40 plus soccer games a year holy cow <laughs> what were we saying about our livers earlier? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be tough. You're forget it. I mean, geez, Glenn, your voice, my arms from drumming is gonna be awful and wonderful and awful. Did you guys? Did you reserve season tickets already? I think if you're a season ticket member, you you got deposits already. I could be wrong about that. Am I wrong? Probably. I think I was told that, and I think I've been told different. So I'm probably gonna call the ticket office tomorrow. Yeah. We got an that email that said you had to reserve seats, so we just reserved seats just to be safe. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've written them a lot of checks lately, and I didn't want to write another one for 250 bucks, so I thought I'd wait. Understandable. <laughs> a little bit yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so but I love it, but they're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the good news is we get, what, 11 home games now salvaged out of a, you know missing three months. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about the, the the season, if you can call it a season, I guess? Yeah, sure. We so, want to start. So we're in Group E, right? Yes. We have Pittsburgh, or not Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Indy, Indianapolis, and uh, oh, Sporting KC2. Sporting 2. RIP Park. Yeah. Yep. 
So those are the teams in our group. And then we have some random games against – we have Memphis, um, Loudoun. Good away and, game. If, and if we ever get normalcy again – I think they're aren't they playing that game here though? They are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we only have four away games. We play at Indy twice and at St. Louis twice. All our slope yeah. games are at home. Yeah. Which you, I don't think Slope's hosting any. Yeah. They're playing they're they're basically Antigua Barracuda uh, Redux. Playing all their games away. Yep. Does anybody remember Antigua Barracuda? I do not. <laughs> no, I don't. That is that is before Louisville City joined USL. I think a year or two before we joined, uh, they got admission to the league but couldn't get their stadium situation worked out. So they played like a twenty or twenty five game season all on the road. I think they won one game and folded. Uh, it was tragic, but uh, you know they were in the league and back back then USL would let anyone that had a you know that even pretended to have a checkbook play play a season for them. They to their credit they finished all their games. Yeah, uh, but. You know, promptly folded after that. I think playing all of your games on the road is a very bad business model. <laughs> yeah, that's not sustainable. I don't recommend it to anyone. So, so but uh, with respect to us, you know, I, looking at the group as a whole, I mean, you got to think it's up and any to get out of it. Uh, especially, like, I think St. Louis is kind of like dead man walking, unfortunately, for them. And I, I take no joy in that. I really don't. But I'm pretty sure this is their last season playing soccer in the USL. Uh, if not this year, ne- perhaps next. But once their MLS team comes, I can't imagine that they're going to be able to stay remain viable after that. I, I, I could be wrong. I hope I am, but it would be really surprising. Well, they're far enough out of downtown, and they do have a loyal following, so it's entirely possible that they could stay together. I don't see them being a two-club with the way they're not talking at all to the MLS team from what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think or that's vice versa more accurately. I mean, I, 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 you might be onto something there, but I think you know, if they, I feel like that, especially in USL. I mean, you're losing money anyway, most clubs, uh, and if they take any kind of significant, you know, attendance hit, which is probably where they make most of their money, just like everybody else. Yeah, I think it becomes a real. I think it, it might be just too more than uh, Jim Cavanaugh can can handle or stomach. And maybe I'm wrong, you know. Maybe you know. Maybe he's got some other investments that are going well. But given the state of the global economy, that would be surprising. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My gut says they take a shot at a normal season to see how it plays out before they just give up. Because they're, eh, I don't want to see it sound condescending by saying plucky, but they're tenacious. There's a good word, tenacious. They, they have been. I'm not sure they will be this year, but we'll find out. They did beat Miami, to be fair, in their opening. They did. I think it's a big mistake to look past them. Well, I, I. I I'm sure no one in the front office or in the in the club offices are, but I just, you'll excuse me if I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice we get eight straight home games, right, to start out the season. Yeah, man. You get St. Louis, no, you get you, Indy, yeah. Pittsburgh is a good one. They haven't played a yeah. USL game since uh, since we beat them in the championship. That's correct. Paolo, the Piccolo tore their heart out and stomped on it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, you, the announcers sound so depressed on that. They were. It was great. Um, we, uh, yeah, that's that's shaping up to be a good rivalry, too. That's what's Pittsburgh. It's a shame that they can't have their fans down here because I know a bunch of them were looking to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, schedule, Matt. <laughs> yeah. The, um, 
So, but that, you know, we got Indy. I don't love playing all these teams four times, but I guess it beats the alternative, which is not playing at all. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, if we're going to do that, Indy is a good team to, to play. They're always, it's always a good game. They're fun to play. It's, I, I, you know, when it comes to style of play, I like playing New York a lot better, but in Tampa, but, you know, Indy, I think is, they're a great test for us. And they'll, you'll be, you'll be playoff ready. You play them enough times. I think Absolutely. And four times is enough, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was a hard opponent to draw for your opener. I mean, I, I think it was a good one to pick. Yeah. Because it's going to be a good game. Uh, well, on paper. Uh, since we, if you've watched the oh, the first weekend of games in any league that's got gotten its restart uh, recently, that you know Germany or England or MLS last night, it's not great soccer starting out. It takes a while to kind of get your sea legs under you. Um, and I, you know, I kind of expect that to be the case on Sunday, but it still beats nothing. So I'll, I'll I'm, I'm, I will happily watch it for sure. I'll lap it up. You can serve it to me in my in my. Ventilator too. Um, <laughs> well, there's so, one game of the season we haven't mentioned yet. Go ahead. The away win at North Carolina. It's four months ago, but it ha- it's a thing that happened. And I mean, it, it's not apples to apples, but if you compare the way we approached that game to the way we did last year, yeah, I see a lot of improvement. It looks like Hack went out and made, made a lot of changes in the team and the way he approached that game. Well, and I will say this, I, I've you know I, I've watched just about everything he's put out on. Uh, social media, whether or, and he's got his own podcast now, which is very cool. And if you haven't found it, I wish they'd have a way you could subscribe to it besides having to dig through it on Spotify. That's the only way I can find it. But Hackworth Silver Bullets, those are really good interviews. I'm very impressed with how that's gone. And really, he needs to tell, share his engineering skills with us. His sound quality is way better than ours at, at times. <laughs> but, uh, I think that, you know, he's really been in a good headspace with all of this stuff going on, it feels like. Like, he's very... I see he appears to be very empathetic with the players and has really good communication with them, the best I can tell. Uh, and they seem to be pretty comfortable with him. And, uh, you know, as far as I know, everyone's – I think our guys are super dedicated and, and uh, have stuck to whatever plans and training, to, you know, uh, material that they've, they've had. Because uh, these guys are pros in the day. Like, they, I can't imagine what it must be like when your job is to play a sport and, you, and all of a sudden, you know, for three months you can't – do anything related to what you've been doing you, you this is your career and there's you know what there's no fallback probably and the good news is the, the club kept in and i cannot be uh more happy and proud and pleased about that um but you know i, I think as far as preparation goes i don't know what else we could have done and i think that we're going to be in pretty good shape that and, and on the pittsburgh side of things they lost a lot from last year yeah. they lost Nico brett they lost Joe Greenspan. They lost Kevin Kerr. Uh, they lost uh, another striker whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, and I think they lost one, like, their starting goalkeeper. So they, they lost a lot. They picked up Dubita. You know, they become more and more the reanimated corpse of the Rhinos every, with every passing season. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they added those Santos. They still have Canardo Forbes. Uh, they added... Um, Another guy whose name escapes me, and I wrote all this down this morning, so I've forgotten it all. Uh, so, you know, they're still going to be tough to beat. I think in Lily had held a press conference yesterday in Pittsburgh and just kind of said, like, look, you can't sit back and bunker against Little City, especially not on a field that big. We're going to have to try and take the front foot, which is going to make for a much more exciting game than what Rochester used to play when they came to Louisville. Um, and I, you know, I think Lily, to his credit, has evolved quite a bit. I think he's trying to play by looking soccer since he's been in Pittsburgh. Uh, 
but it's not going to mean it's going to be a dang rock fight more likely than not if you ask me who has better rocks <laughs> there's no rocks in that field i'll tell you that <laughs> there's no. not it's gorgeous it uh we were at that scrimmage on sunday and it drained beautifully it started to pour down rain and it drained right off so if there's no lightning they could have kept on playing yep. right. there's nobody with leaf blowers at all trying to blow the water off <laughs> no, uh, I, I think that uh, they look pretty good. I, I, Matt, you were there on Sunday. Do you think they look mm-hmm. pretty good? They look like they're in shape. I mean, it was a Definitely. hot day. They played pretty hard against each other as well. I was kind of surprised oh, yeah. by that, actually. I would have figured a scrimmage, you take it easy on each other. There were some pretty hard fouls, I thought. <laughs> well, I mean, they're playing for their position in the starting line, you got to think. Yeah. They, they look pretty pretty good, so. That's another X factor, too, because, you know, we kind of have an idea maybe however many months ago of who we thought the starters might be, but I think, you know, this giant stoppage kind of maybe resets a lot of things. Um, Georgia talked about on Hack's podcast last week about how he kind of came into the season with an injury, carrying an injury, and that this break was kind of been really good for him to finally – rehab that and have a chance to get back to the equal footing from a fitness standpoint as everybody else on the team. And I think that's, that can't be anything but good. No doubt. Uh, this creates more yeah. competition for places. George is a very smart player uh, and has a lot of experience and, you know, knows a lot of the tricks. It's, but our, our entire midfield is, is made up of guys that are like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're really lucky. I think the, the spots that I'm, the people that I'm most excited to see, and they're going to get chances to play this season because of the way the schedule's compressed. I'm excited to see what Jogo does. Uh, you know, I you know Oscar's an Iron Man, but I don't think you're going to try and play him three times in one week. So I, I expect to see Jogo get some time. Uh-huh. Um, I want to see Akil. I want to see how good he can be. I'm excited about Alexi and what what he's going to bring to the table. I lo- you know I love my man Napo, but it, you know and I think he's going to be fighting for a starting spot, like a best eleven spot. Um, but you know, how do you displace you know a Nile or a Luke or a uh, Paolo or any of these other guys, uh, mm-hmm. I think it would be really difficult. You know, Jimmy Oxford and, and, and Sean Tosh and, and, you know, fighting for who gets to start there. Yeah, I mean, Oxford looked outstanding against North Carolina. Yeah, he really did. He played a great game. I was very mm-hmm. impressed with him. Um, so, you know, I can't I believe we're having this conversation given all the shit that's gone on in the last several mm-hmm. months. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I'd rather be talking about this than, you know, human rights or, you know, epidemiology, so... That may, that may come into it at some point later, but this is a much more pleasant conversation for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Oxford was one of those guys I particularly noticed was really dialed in and really into it at that uh, at the scrimmage. I thought you think about Corbin Bone too. That's another guy. Oh, can't, yeah. can't forget about. Can't sleep on that dude for sure. Luke, no doubt. Ben Lund played very well. I thought in the scrimmage as well. He had a couple of really good saves. Like he's a. Uh, I think he's gonna have to start. Like there's no way you can't. Yeah. He just looked amazing. I mean, uh, and I heard that going into the start of the season too. Like, it's just how do you lose and how do you not how do you not play that guy? I mean, Hubbard's outstanding, but Loon just is just playing amazing yeah. soccer right now. He's out of his mind. Like, he saves some mm-hmm. really good. I'm surprised. Oh, he had that crazy save in North Carolina that I yeah, don't know how it didn't go in. I still don't. I've seen it like 20 times. No idea how that <laughs> didn't go in. Um, so, there's a game that comes before ours. Escapes me right. Is that a, is that St. Louis and Indy? Oh, St. Louis Indy? and Indy. Okay, yeah, I think fun. it's at St. Louis, but I'm not positive. I bet it is because I don't think Indy can play in that building yet. 
Where are they playing? Are they going to play at the the big Lucas Oil, or are they playing at... Uh... They're playing Lucas Oil. That's what's on our schedule, anyway. Hmm. I think there's... They're, uh, they can't play there. I, I, some weird news came out last week that I didn't take the time to read, because uh, life happens, but I've heard there's like no restrictions whatsoever on how many people they can have in that building. Or they can't get into it until September or something like that. It's it's either this is great or that was very smart. No, either this is crazy or that was very smart. I can't figure, remember which one it is. <laughs> this is Indiana. I'm gonna assume this is insane is the answer. But um, safe bet. <laughs> so, what do you guys yeah. think think about that? So the MLS we touched on that a little bit, right? They started up last night, but they're playing like a bubble league, right? Where their teams are all quarantined together. No one has any contact with the outside. No, theoretically. Uh-huh. Theoretically. But they, yeah. they, I mean, they've kicked two teams out now, right? They've asked Nashville, yeah, Dave, and Nashville, Dallas. Right? No, 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 it was uh, Nashville and uh, FC Dallas. Yeah. It was Dallas? Yeah, yep. Dallas. Dallas went out, like, starting Monday, and then they last minute wouldn't let Nashville in. Here's the thing. They knew that there were eight guys that had tested positive two days ago. I don't know why they had to wait until the eve of the game, the night they were supposed to play, to, to make that call. But, you know, fortunately, that's not our league. We've got our own set of problems. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh yeah, I, I I watched that game last night, and that's why I kind of I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic about how ours is going to go because that was an ugly ass soccer game last night, okay. basically until the very end. Um, but and there, I did I missed the game this morning. I tried to watch it, but then you know I have a job, so I had to do that. Uh, but I, I, you know, it's it's going to take some revving up. The the interesting thing about this format, in case anybody else that doesn't know, is there are what uh, once you go to Group G, how many groups is that? H or G or A. Anyway, I think there's eight. I there were ten. No, they, you know, eight. You're right. I think it's eight. Top two out of every group goes to the playoffs. Yeah, that's eight. Then. Some groups have five, and the rest of them have four. Uh, so those five team groups, the 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 one one of the five team groups has Phoenix Rising and uh, Orange County in it. So I feel bad for the other three teams in there, but they're not getting out past those dudes. That's gonna be bad. Uh, and I can't remember the other one. The one that. The group that I call Group COVID is uh, has got Tampa Bay, <laughs> uh, Miami, I think Atlanta United too, and I, I can't remember if Charleston's in that group or not. I don't think Charleston is. Now I think about it, um, I forget who the fourth team in there is, but I can't couldn't be happier not to. Birmingham, but probably yeah. But uh, while I would really like to play Tampa and I'd really like to play Miami, I'm really glad that we are not playing Tampa and Miami, uh, just for. Uh, you know, yeah, safety. Spread, a spread issue, you know, which isn't 100% contained here, but it's much better than it is down there. Florida is apparently like Wuhan or something like that at this point. Uh, oh, Wuhan got it under control. Well, so they say, that. So, I mean, say something does happen and, and things change. Like, do you think that they'll play games without fans if something changes and we go backwards a little bit? Because it seems like other places are, are starting to slowly co- go backwards, right? Like Texas and Florida and Arizona, places like that have gone backwards a little bit. Yeah. Well, if the, that- the answer to that, Glenn, is if we had any kind of significant bump in TV, TV revenue that made it worth our the ownership's while, they probably would. But if all things stand pat, I have a feeling they just shut it down. Because um, the only reason we're playing games in stadiums uh, and as opposed to like some kind of bubble, like, hey, there's 35 teams. That's a, that's a much bigger lift than it is for the NWSL or even MLS. Um, 
that, that was just too hard to do. They could have even done, like, I think they could have gotten away with doing regional tournaments, but I just think the coordination was too difficult. Um, but they're doing it this way so the clubs can try and recoup some revenue. Uh, otherwise, there are going to be a lot of folks, you know, the, the league might look very different in 2021 if they just scrapped the whole season. And I, that would have sucked, and I don't want that. But at the same time, you know, what, what do you, you know, you're, it's kind of like it's a balance of interests, and you have to take real painful care to figure out how to do that. What about clubs like Swope or Sporting 2 that aren't, they're not going to get any revenue, basically, right? Like, what are they going to get from that? They, they don't care. That's, the MLS 2 clubs are, are a, bit, and a bit of a different boat because those things are just loss leaders, and they're, they're MLS isn't, they're, those, those teams are not making money off these USL signs. They're not. They're making money off selling the players out of them. So, frankly, the teams in the best shape if the season were, get, were to get canceled would be Swell Park in Atlanta and New York because those guys are just asset, assets on their books. Uh, they can play inter-squad scrimmages or play with the first MLS team and still, you know, they'll lose competitive games and, the you know, learning how to be a pro and stuff like that. But, you know, they, they'd be okay. Um, not all of them might make it just because I, you might not be able to justify the cost. Uh but I think they'd be all right. The teams that I worry about would be like a Charleston or a Hartford, uh, or uh, maybe not. Maybe St. Louis. Maybe not. Um, Charleston aren't growing. They're kind of struggling. You know, Charleston. I mean, they just keep having disaster after disaster. Well, they've got a new owner now that seems to have a really good head on his shoulders and a good plan. And you know, they've moved into they've, they've moved in down closer to downtown Charleston, basically, and they're trying to make things happen down there. Uh, and thank, I think they got lucky with this break because they, I think they've gotten it. We're able to do a whole lot more in terms of stadium res- renovations. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other thing for them is, you know, South Carolina is, has a similar philosophy uh, from a public health standpoint to Florida and Texas and all these other places where they don't care as much or something. or just So they'll probably, you know, won't have the kind of safety restrictions that we have here, um, such as they are. So, you know, maybe they'll be able to make something out of it, or maybe it turns into a disaster. I mean, there's always that to be considered. But if we pretend it as though no one was going to get sick of these games, uh, <laughs> then it might be in good shape. Well, I mean, yep. say something crazy does happen, though, like, and we get, like, an outbreak from a game. Like, what does the club do at that point, right? That's a pretty bad look, right? Like, yeah. If you, have 500 <laughs> pe- you bring 5,000 people in, 500 get sick, like, that's – I mean – how do you justify it after that happens or something like that does happen? Like, you know, that's a great question, Glenn. I, I, you, it's, I think it's hard to, I think it, there's two things that would happen. Either you get shut down by the state or enough fans would just not, fans would just not go. Um, and I think those are things, those are risks of the clubs game. I will say this, you know, I, I've got a lot of trepidation about having fans at games in anybody's stadium. Uh, from Louisville City's standpoint, the conversations that I've had with Mitch Reed and with Brad and with other people about the precautions that they've taken with, with ASM Global uh, and all the other things that they're doing, I think if there is a way to do it safely, this is the way it, it would work. Um, but, you know, I, I still I wouldn't blame anybody for thinking, you know what, it's probably not a good idea. I really wouldn't. No. But, I mean, it's. I think this is the safe way to do it, and they got to stick to their guns. If somebody won't keep their mask on, you got to kick them out. Well, now Governor Andy's got an yes. executive order out there that says you have to, so they got a little Good. bit of added ammunition there. I'm excited about that. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't, but I am. So. What's what's the punishment for not wearing a mask? I'm just curious. I didn't I didn't read yet. I mean, it, how enforceable is it? I don't know, but you know, I think you could at least. I mean, there'd be a health department fine that you could probably levy or something like that if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I think everybody uh, should be wearing yeah. a mask, but <laughs> I haven't read the order, uh, and you know, it, it might be worth paper it's written on, but I know it's pissed a lot of people off on Facebook, so <laughs> so it's got to be good then, right? Yeah, that's how I know I like it. So there you go. <laughs> so did you get your seats moved, Taylor? Did they move you to a different location, or did you keep your they seat? They did. Uh, they only moved, moved me a few rows up, I think, uh, but largely the same spot. I can't go to the first two games. Um, so Why not? Someone will be sitting there, but it won't be me. Uh, but, I, you know, I, it doesn't, I'm not bothered. I mean, I, yeah, I'm in, my, I'm in the same section I was in, so I really don't care. I'm I, they didn't move me that far, and I think it's because I've got a really low ticket number or something like that. Um, but Good Lord, I uh, hope a so. Of folks, <laughs> it, it, you know, a lot of folks got moved from sitting to standing, and I can appreciate why you'd be worried. But at the end of the day, I think you had to kind of know in the back of your mind there might be a risk of that happening. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's more of a question, do you want to go or not? And if you don't, if, if, move, if moving your seat to a different place is going to cause you not to want to go, well, then you can tell the ticket office that, and they'll, they'll find somebody else that wants to no, I, I get it. I understand the problems, but I think that the club is under a lot. There's no perfect way to do this. Yeah. You know, no. I, I think they're doing the best they can. I don't, I, 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 it, I, I got moved. I don't care if they moved me to the other side of the stadium. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't care. Uh, if they move me over in the sheep sign, I'd care a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I would still sit over there. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, we're maybe not participating in some of the antics. <laughs> I'd make sure I had a 10-foot pole between me and Belmonte. No, I'm just kidding. I like that guy. <laughs> uh, keep it fun, don't they? <laughs> so, you know, I, like I said, I understand that people would be upset about it, but I think you've got to have some perspective, and I think it's fine. I hope so. Glenn, I'm, I'm giving you a warning now. Don't slobber on me when you're yelling into that mic. I, I will do my best. <laughs> right, well, you're you. not even going to be standing next to me anyhow. You'll be down the row there. It'd be really yeah, hard for me to slobber on you, so I'd have to really yep. try. It's gonna be hard, right? Though people are gonna want to hug when we score, right, and get excited. Like that's kind of our thing, right? Everyone like hugs and uh-huh. and, and gets you excited. You gotta just hug within your little individual group there. Yeah, hug in your pod. Air hug. I've been telling y'all for months now. Bubble soccer is the way to do this. Everyone just <laughs> walks in with a, one of those big three foot, you know, polystyrene bubbles or whatever the hell they are. And that, that way everything's fine. You don't, there's no, there's no chance of getting anybody in here. Now, it's hard to drink a beer with one of those on, but I'm sure yeah. you can do out. Get a little, like, I don't know, like a tube that you just hook up to something. And oh, just see, see, like the first time a beer helmet is, like, useful. That's the first <laughs> appropriate use of that device. And they can just Camelback refer to it. Camelback full of bourbon. That's what you need. Oh, that's that sounds dangerous. <laughs> that's, that's a disastrously bad idea. You want to throw some ice in it because it gets hot up there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot bourbon is not is not great in the summertime. And you just know some of those bubble things would end up on the field. <laughs> oh, I, I would roll out of there. You'd roll right out of the stands and onto the field for sure. And you wouldn't get hurt. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds uh, this sounds amazing. We, can we talk to Brad about this? I, I mean, I've been trying to pitch this idea for months. No one's listening. I think those bubbles are expensive, probably. You think so? Oh, I bet they can I make them on the so. cheap. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. So what else we Here, got wear tonight, this, guys? Wear this bubble suit that we made. 
don't think that's a good selling their sales pitch. It's made out of plastic bags we bought at Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> good lord, dude, I've been raiding that place just to get the smokestacks uh, ready. There you go. Yeah. That, uh, that capo stand is interesting to attach to. They did a great job building that, though. They, they did a they really... Get, that thing's going to be great. They did an amazing job with everything, even with the TIFO rigging and how everything's set up. Like, this is like... They really took care of the supporters, I think. Yep. How is and the situation with that? Did Harper get a bunch of people to help him? Yeah, absolutely. And if, you, if you're interested in helping on Sunday, uh, setup is at 3 o'clock. If you'd like to help with the TIFO or help set up the, the section before the match, you're welcome to come join us. We're meeting at the uh, door entrance by the team store to go inside awesome. and set up. So by the gray lot. The gr yes, gray lot. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in, in joining us, three o'clock is set up time. Help us set everything up. Get the TFO ready to go. Get a sneak peek. No pictures, but you can see it before everybody else does. Yep. Now they did a really good job with that. I saw the original plan that just because of COVID wasn't conceivably possible anymore. But even with what they have, they did an, an excellent job on that TFO. I think. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it on ESPN2 and ESPN Deportes <laughs> or YouTube uh, via my VPN international stream. Yay. So is this, <laughs> a, is this the biggest game we've had televised? Like, is this... Yeah, I think so. Other than the final. Yeah. And the finals have all been on, like, ESPN News or something. So I think this might be the biggest platform we've ever had from a national standpoint. So we've never been on ESPN2 before? I don't think so. Really? Didn't they have for a while there where they were doing USL matches like on weeknights on ESPN? Yeah, I think we might have gotten a featured match out of that, but I don't think it was a good one. I don't one. think we did. I'm not. You might be right, Matt, but I don't. I don't think we did. I think it was always t Tampa for some reason. <laughs> was it two years ago? I thought we had one towards the end of the. I may be just misremembering. You may be right, but if it was, it was like a, it wasn't a good game or something like that. I like I said, it's never one that when those schedules come out, I always feel like we get the shaft. But then again, you know. When you're a cable outfit, Louisville is not the target market that you're trying to project out to other people. They want to get New York, like a place that has more than a million people in it. Yeah. Uh, Never mind. So we have the I best get it from capital. a demographics we want to yeah. sell at standpoint. But if you want to watch a good team play soccer, you don't put us on TV. That's all I got to say. And doesn't Louisville <laughs> consistently have either the highest or one of the highest per capita sports viewing audiences? For like the NCAA tournament and other things, yeah. That, often, yes. We, we rate we definitely punch above our weight in that category well, now we need to start doing it in soccer right get the viewing up it's it's gonna follow right as the team gets better and as you have the and at nwsl i think it's gonna increase everything right like it's just gonna add to that momentum we've already been building i like to think so i, I wish nwsl had a better had a better tv deal than they have like that opening game was on big CBS, like over the air CBS, which was awesome. And I was happy to watch that. But I think all these other games have been on all access. And I guess if, you know, once racing comes in, comes through, I'll probably end up biting the bullet then, but I'm not really in the mood to do it now. Cause that's literally the only thing I would watch on there. I'm not watch interested in No, I mean, not, not a Trekkie. I mean, I, I respect, <laughs> I respect my boy, Patrick Stewart. I really like that guy. Uh, but and I did watch Star Trek Next Generation when I was a kid because that was on, like, broadcast TV. But... That would knock out of the first season if it weren't for him, I'll tell you that much. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to dive down that road, but it was a good the show. Cast, the cast is outstanding, but he, oh, sure. he carried it that first because it was badly written. Yeah. Uh, but in any event, I ain't watching, you know, I ain't buying CBS All Access so I can watch Picard. I'm just not. You can watch, so. uh, if you have CBS Sports on your cable package, you can watch the, they re-air the matches. 
Oh, well. So you, you can't watch them live, but you can watch them re-air, which I thought was a mm-hmm. big mistake, right? Because they were the first ones to start. They should have had those somewhere. You Why can is watch it on them. that channel? Why isn't it on CBS Sports Network? Like, what else are they broadcasting? Nothing. Nothing. I want your money. Well, you know, I don't know. I think but they did. I guess it's the question of, do we make more money via subscription? Do we make money for more money with ads? So I, then, you know, they know better than I would, but. Many people moving away from cable, though this doesn't surprise me. You got something that caters to a passionate niche audience. It makes sense to try to sell them the subscription. Subscription. I can words good. I really can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right, Glenn. What else we got? So we got uh, just we got another couple of days here. Saturday's the deadline. If you'd like to run for an office, we got treasurer, secretary, vice president, president, and three member at large positions. Uh, make sure it's self-nomination, so make sure you get yourself nominated. Get those nominations in in the next couple of days. And uh, if you're not a member yet, you can purchase a membership at Cooper's website and uh, become a member and then run for an office. We need you. We do. We do. It's, a, it's an exciting time to be part of this club and a part of our, 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 part of our supporters group in particular just because the way things are – rapid trajectory of what little city is doing and i think there's a real opportunity here for anyone who wants to take it uh and so it's a it's a lot of work but it is a it's really rewarding most of the time so i highly recommend that if you've got any interest in wanting a more serious day and what happens in the stands on game days uh and you know other things that have to do with little city this is your chance to do it yes indeed Absolutely. and a lot of these presentations are six month commitment for this uh time so you can give it a try See if it's something you want to do. Two of the at-large are one year, but all the remaining positions are six months, so it's not the huge commitment it normally is. Yeah. Try it out. Come and get it. Try it. You might like it. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we have some other exciting news in in Louisville City, Matt? Didn't something happen? Oh, I forget. Oh, yeah. Um, We have a new new, uh, player baby to announce. Uh, Oh, yeah. Maggie, got a little munchkin, mini Maggie. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> he, I saw his post on Instagram, but it was all written in Danish, so I couldn't understand any of it. <laughs> well, congratulations, um, I Maggie. I don't have it in front of me. I think her name was Olivia, if I'm not mistaken. Cute. Yep. Was the baby born here or in Denmark? I don't know. I just saw the announcement, but either way, congratulations to the Rasmussen family. Magnus is smart. He doesn't he doesn't let anybody know what he's doing on Instagram unless it's juggling with the shirt off. That's all I ever know. What he does. <laughs> so, uh, you know, wise man probably to keep his private life to himself. That seems very Danish, though. I think that's probably just a cultural thing, and I do not blame him for that. <laughs> so, what else we got? I think that was all. That we covered everything I wanted to cover. Um, you guys have anything? Well, Exciting. We got Ask Barrel Proof. Oh, oh that's yeah. exciting. Oh, it's been a while since we've had that, though. I've got it uh, pulled up here if you'd like. Yes, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Let's uh, start with Martine. Um, do you think Racing Louisville gets a mascot? And also thoughts on Crest and Colors, but we kind of already did that. Yes, they're going to have a mascot. So. Oh, really? I think so. Mm. Even Beth's disappointed. Okay. <laughs> She's I don't, not I'm like not a fan of that, but I can, I can see why, but I just. I don't love it. I'm saying no. I we do any other NFL have like fleshy mascots? I have no uh, idea. I, I haven't seen know. anybody. Well, then why would we do it? 
I don't know. We've talked about a mascot for the past five years, right? Like that's been the biggest discussion is having a mascot. Yeah, unfortunately, we haven't done anything about it. Yeah, I mean the thorns have poison, but that's just because they won't go away. They're trying to be relevant. <laughs> I hope I'm joking, but maybe not. What if it was uh, Brett? My, what's his face? Michaels. Michaels. <laughs> that's a terrible mascot. Everybody, no, go away. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, you know. I would hope not, but I think I'm not a fan of mascots of lot unless it's Scrat the UK games or even the Cardinal Bird is okay. Other than that, like I think those things belong in college, and that's it. Like professional team mascots, I think are silly. Gunner Sword, get the fuck out of here. No, just because that Schalke mascot was wandering around in Pittsburgh for reasons <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> now it's I turn my door for you, dude. That thing has no eyes. Do you remember that? His hat like it's covers a cat his eyes. And then a nose. Weird. Weird. Yeah. He's very Don't creepy. Yeah, now I now I cheer for Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't need you need. There are a few other reasons you need it. To be honest with you, that's that's yeah. easy. Brandon right, asks, yeah. "Is your body ready?" Who asked? Brandon at Conrad B. No, um, not even close. No. But it will be. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, mine. Mine never has been. I'm still my my throat is still scratchy from 2017. There's a lot of conditioning that needs to, that really needs to, we haven't been doing our, you know, individual training sessions yet or our small group, uh, you know, much less full team training. So got a lot of catching up to do. We're like Shaq getting into free season, right? Yeah. Even after a limited drumming on Sunday, I was sore until yesterday. Oh, every week I'm doomed, but it's worth it. Wait till we have two, three matches in one week. When, when I do get back and I'm able to go to games, I will be, I'll still have some decisions to make, but if I go, I'll be juiced for sure. Performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yep. All right. Here's a good one from our own uh, Sean H., Pancake Hat. I love that handle. Uh, what backup player do you see stepping up with the cramped scheduling? I mean, all of them. As I'm being honest. Who's really a backup player anyway? Like, when you look at That's our roster, like, yep. everyone's a one starter. Go ahead. I feel like everyone's a starter, right? Like, there's nobody who I would say is a backup player. Would you? Like, who's who on the roster would you I, say is? I think we've got guys that have more experience than others, but that's the only differentiator. I mean, Matt, do you agree with that? I think so. I mean, just from previous years, you got to guess at least that Abdu, or not, not Abdu, excuse me, um, Alexi and Toach are going to start in the back. So maybe you can see Oxford coming on. I, if if that's the case, I would say him, but I I'm not sure he's I mean, not going to start. I'll be honest with you, I think Oxford's probably a starter, and I think it's it, you know, but I hope you know it's a great problem to have. I don't know. And you yeah. mentioned Abdu, Abdu tore up tore it up in preseason. I totally forgot to mention him. Yeah, he was my yeah. other answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yep. I, I think he's good. I, I think if there's a, somebody who really needs to take advantage of the opportunity, it's going to have to be him for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think he will. He's certainly capable of it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we got a couple more uh, from Sadarito, I guess is how you say that one. I'm not sure who that is, but um, which Group E opposing player are you most excited to see this year and least excited to see? I think mine is the same person as Tyler, Tyler Gibson. I will admit to not doing my homework. I don't remember who's on which team anymore. <laughs> He's he, he plays for Indy. Indian, for Indy. Yep. And he scored both. They scored two goals against us last year, and he scored them both. And he's uh, he is the most dangerous player on the field for them. He's 
a really freaky fast guy, isn't he? And he's a, he has a really good right foot. Uh, mm-hmm. I, he's a guy that I like watching the most and also am terrified of. Yeah. Well, one of his strengths, I think, is getting like getting past the, the defense and, and getting on the attack that way. We shored that up. That's, that seemed to be – I don't have any information, but based on watching North, against North Carolina, that seemed to be a point of emphasis. So well, I think we're, maybe we can neutralize him because yeah. we better. Well, and that was a – they don't play the same style as Indy because Indy's always defense first and likes playing the counter, which is how North Carolina beat us so badly back in that first game in 2019. Yeah. We obviously were cognizant of that being a threat in our opening match back in March 14th or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, – In the before times. Yeah. <laughs> Pre and post, I don't know. There's got to be a new C marker at some point in this century. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Indy's, I think every game against Indy is going to be a little bit different because they're, you're, you can't run the same plan twice. I don't think unless it's, even if it's successful, I just think that that's too predictable. That'll be interesting to see, but I, either way, he's a dangerous player. He's one of the better players in the league in my book. Definitely one of the best in our group. No doubt. I defer to Taylor on this one. <laughs> same. <laughs> I didn't even know that question was coming. Or I would have done some other. Oh, you know, or we could just pick, you know, the alphabet soup that generally tends to find its way at Sporting KC. You know, there might be a good player in there. You never know. So. Yeah, we won't know until halfway through the season, though, because those they do tend to get started a little slower. Well, and who watches them anyway? Nobody. It can continue. Yeah. Okay. This last guy is this guy a plant or something? I swear. Uh, Evan Floyd oh, asks that guy. Yeah. Who? Who gets the first? Yeah, some, I think he works for the club or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, who gets the first Lucidity goal at Lynn Family Stadium? What minute? Which end? I mean, I from for a poetic uh, standpoint, I'd like it'd be cool if it was Maggie in the second half uh, in front of the Estoppel end. Uh, what minute? I don't know. We'll say 58. All right, Gwen? Uh, I'm going to go with Niall. In the twentieth minute, uh, in the Scouse end, I don't know what that one was. That the waterfront, water the waterfront end. Yeah, waterfront end. I like that. I like that. Um, first player wise, I'm gonna take the safe bet with Cam. Uh, I'm gonna say twenty-five minutes, a stop and a land. Yours is probably the best one. The yeah. Best bet. yeah. <laughs> I like the sentimental ideas. I just don't think I, I'm, I'm playing the odds. Yeah, Cam's gonna crush it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, what else we got? What else that, got? that is it for Ask Barrel Proof. Sweet. So Good where can deal. everybody find you, Taylor, on the uh, Twitters? Oh, I... Go ahead, Matt. Oh. Um, I did think of one other thing. Um, we might want to just briefly address getting the membership kits out to people. Um, we've had various plans that, because of COVID, have kind of fallen through. Or because um, of security people. Yeah. Among other things, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about it. We're working on the way to get things to you. Don't think we've forgotten. It's just, it's crazy. We're trying to discuss something that's going to be workable and won't take a couple years. So, you haven't forgotten. The stuff exists. Your name's probably even on it. Uh-huh. We just can't get it to you, so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Taylor, uh, where can everybody find you on the internet? Oh, gosh. Uh, hopefully nowhere. No, I'm on Twitter at Taylor Sorrels, and that's probably your best bet. How about you, Matt? Don't. Uh, at Lucidity Sting on Twitter. Uh, again, yeah. Don't I barely him? use Facebook anymore. <laughs> no, I wish I didn't. I, I like him contractually obligated. 
Yeah. That's the only way I can talk to most people that I know, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I took a break from Twitter. I'm on Facebook if you want to find me. <laughs> Good deal. Well, right, pleasure so speaking we'll... with you guys. I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you next week uh, after the match. Yeah, let's go. Hopefully we'll Come win. on, City. Come on, City. Adios. Adios. Get off. <laughs>